0: All right, and welcome to the Yahoo Finance Podcast. I am markets reporter Miles Zubin, joined today by reporter Dan Roberts. We are discussing the face of baseball, the business of baseball, where that sport is at. So this is a sports business-focused podcast. Um, so let's start, Dan, with the sort of sports radio hot take segment of the show, which is it, who is baby. the face of baseball, who are the big players that people are talking about, and then we'll go into... The financial state of the game, valuation of teams. I know the Miami Marlins are currently on the sale block. That sale has kind of of stalled out. I haven't heard a lot about that in the last month. Derek Jeter, Jeb Bush had been rumored to be buying the team. Um, But let's start with... The stars of the game. So this summer has been all about Aaron Judge. He is a 25, 26-year-old rookie for the New York Yankees, who are by far the most famous team in baseball, them and the Boston Red Sox. I know. Dan is a Red Sox (laughs) fan, so uh, he hates the Yankees. Um, But he's really been the star of the summer, I think. uh, After the home run derby, which was about two weeks ago, people really liked sort of the judge experience he's a six foot seven six foot eight he absolutely mashes the ball you do not have to be a big baseball fan to understand why watching Aaron Judge is exciting it's very exciting to watch someone hit a ball a long way Um, but Dan you do not think that he is the face of the sport who do you think the face of the sport is and what sort of problem does it present for baseball both as a sport and a business and a cultural event that there is no one person who people associate with the game
1: Well, you stole my thunder there, but yeah, that is the problem. I mean, I don't think there is a face of the game. And it's funny how this has become such a popular narrative this summer. Everyone has been writing about, who is the face of baseball? Is Aaron Judge the new face of baseball? And the very phrase is kind of funny because if you talk about it with other sports, it is very obvious who it is. I mean, we know that the face of the NBA is LeBron James. And the face of the NFL, arguably, and you would say I'm biased, but, but I Think it's objectively true it tom brady maybe you would have said it was peyton manning a season ago before he retired
0: it might still be peyton manning a little bit
1: <laughs> well so in terms of baseball it's funny that you say it could still be peyton because uh the guys at Barstow sports were just talking about this same question this week on their podcast uh in my take and they had on dan harron who is a former pitcher. He's very funny on Twitter. He's retired. Uh, Just a a good guy to follow if you're a sports fan, even if you're not that much of a baseball fan. And they had him as the guest, and they asked him, and he said, uh, pretty interestingly, that he thinks it's David Ross who ended his career as a Cub but is retired now. But he just went on Dancing with the Stars, and... You know, I don't even think he was really joking. And he said, look, uh, the average uh, person in America who watches Dancing with the Stars knows who uh, David Ross is. Housewives love him. Women love him. Everyone knows David Ross. Well, he's not playing. So it's a fun, cute idea. But but come on. I mean, if we're going to open it up to retired players, then it's still Derek Jeter. Or it's still Big Poppy. And my metric for this is I just use my mom. She's in her early 60s. She lives in Boston. She knows sports exist. She knows that everyone in her family is a major sports fan except her. Uh, She certainly hasn't been to any pro sports game in decades. But she knows who Tom Brady is. She knows who Big Papi is. She knows also who Derek Jeter was. So it's not just about Boston. Uh, you know, she remembers Cal Ripken, you know, you want to say Cal Ripken is still the face of baseball, but she couldn't name and I asked her Face of youth baseball <laughs> She could not name a single current pro baseball player, and I think that's a problem for the sport uh, I asked her to do golf. She knows Phil Mickelson. That's it So same kind of thing where Jordan Smith is winning tournaments in golf But you know, I, I don't think the average person who doesn't follow golf could tell you about Jordan Spieth. So who's the face of baseball? I don't think it's Aaron Judge. Uh, I don't even think it's Aaron Judge to baseball fans. I I would make the case that it's Bryce Harper, because it has to be someone who's not just good, but um, charismatic. And that would be Bryce
0: Harper. And polarizing. Sure, Bryce absolutely. Harper's Bryce someone Harper's who's kind of a
1: jerk. Controversial, yeah. uh, brings personality to the game, so it's Bryce Harper because he's both good and charismatic. And I use the same argument with golf. It can't be Jordan Spieth. He's dominant, he's good, he's not charismatic. It's someone like Ricky Fowler. But ideally you have someone who is both winning And is compelling in their personality and I I don't know if baseball has it right now outside of baseball I mean face of the sport should be someone that people know of who don't even really follow that sport so I don't think baseball has one
0: so if you talk to a baseball fan though someone who is following the sport who would use the criteria which I think many sports fans use for their respective sport of saying the most famous player or the face of our sport is the person who is the best player so who are the names um, and then after this, we'll, we'll move into actual business things. But who are the names that uh, people who follow baseball are going to throw out there as, oh, this person is really the best player? And how much money are the top guys making? Because I think there is some overlap there, uh, namely with the highest, played player, pi- highest paid player in the game and the best pitcher in the game, Clayton Kershaw, who literally no one knows who that is, even though he's probably what, on his way to being one of the 10 best pitchers ever? I mean, he's, he's right. incredible, but no one, no one knows. Right. He plays for the Dodgers, by the way. That's a great who are example. in Los Angeles, by the way, which people might not know.
1: <laughs> it's a great example, Kershaw, because you're right. You know, let's for a minute ignore my argument of the whole face of the uh, concept should be about judging non-fans. Now, let's ignore that. Within the sport, within people who are big baseball fans, there are four or five or six obvious names that come up right away. One of them is Kershaw. But I don't think it should be a pitcher. Someone who only plays, you know, every five games. I don't think it should be a pitcher. Unless but it's people
0: a closer. Maybe. Sure. Maybe yes. Rivera was, you know, one of the more famous players. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Yep, Mariano. Uh, but yes, people say Kershaw, and he is, this season, the highest paid player with $33 million. And if you look at that top ten highest paid player list, not the highest... Uh, contracts that, you know, is different. John Carlos Stanton is on that list. But if you look at the players making the most money this season, it is mostly pitchers. And that is the game today, is that pitchers are the highest paid. David Price is number two. Number four is Justin Verlander. Uh, Number seven, Felix Hernandez. Eight, CeCe Sabathia, which is funny to me that he's still one of the highest paid players. But I don't think a pitcher can be the face of the game. Now, the other most popular names, people say Mike Trout. But he's on the Angels, and the Angels suck.
0: Who are in Los Angeles? Anaheim. I don't think it could are be they Mike the Trout. Anaheim Angels, technically?
1: No, now it's the LA Angels. It is the LA Angels. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, people use either one. But people love to say Mike Trout. I don't think so. And he doesn't have that marketability. Uh, if you want to talk about marketability and endorsement deals, you have to look at Chris Bryant on the Cubs. But again, I'm not saying anyone knows who he is. No one knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Now, separately from my argument that there is no face of the game, you could also make the argument, I like this one, that the current face of baseball is the Cubs as a team. They were a a, a national news story when they won the World Series. Even people who don't care about baseball, they saw that. They thought, wow, that's cool. And I would argue that they're not Dislikable the way the Yankees are. I don't think that many people hate the Cubs You said you know offline before we started the podcast you think people hate Cubs fans Maybe so but but I don't think that many people hate the Cubs and they're not angry at them This was a an exciting inspirational story that they finally won the World Series. This is terrific So I would argue it's the Cubs But if you look at the team, there's no one player that emerges not rizzo not chris bryant you know it's not a shore beast who was brought back down to the minors right it's none of them but as a team collectively maybe the current biggest best story storyline in baseball is the cubs
0: yeah now to that point um to use actual data uh, <laughs> to, to kind of make this less of a sports talk show um although my dream is to be mike francesa uh the cubs so this is a, a big article from 538 they did Uh, Last week, they broke down favorite teams, most hated teams. The Yankees, by far, the least favorite team among baseball fans in America. 27% of respondents, to about 1,000 people responded to this poll, identified the Yankees as their least favorite team. 10% identified the Red Sox. And then it's just a mishmash after that. 5% is the most, somehow the Diamondbacks are the fourth most hated team in baseball. But Because
1: after the Sox and the Yankees, it doesn't matter.
0: Right. There's only two teams that people feel strongly about negatively. Um, which I think does go back to my argument, though, of why I think Judge is the face of baseball. Ugh. Realistically, the the face of the league is only ever going to be a Yankee or a Red Sox. Those are the only two teams with real national appeal. And I think a lot of it has to do, I mean, one, the Yankees have had uh, now going on a 20-year legacy of not only being um, a good team although they haven't been as good recently but being an evil team they buy big free agents the evil they spend empire. a lot of money they're just eminently hateable um, it's sort of the way that people hate uh, Alabama football just because they always have the best recruits but it's even more than that because um, you know we could debate how much uh, college players are getting paid under the table but they can't explicitly pay them the way the Yankees just go out and and pay more players, right? Bryce Harper is going to be a free agent soon. Everyone assumes he is going to get signed by the Yankees for $45 million a year over 10 years and it's going to be some ridiculous contract. So that's why I think, why I think, a think Judge point. is the face of the game because whether you like him or, or hate him because of him, because he plays for the Yankees, because he hits home runs and maybe other parts of his game are lacking, you are going to have a feeling about him. Just because I can look up you know, I can pull up baseball reference right now, and I see that Jose Altuve on the Houston Astros has the best war, which is wins above replacement. Basically means he is worth six more wins than an average player playing his position. Um, okay, great. You know, that would be great for a baseball nerd. He's hitting .365. Right. Uh, his OPS is 1,000, which is amazing. That doesn't do anything for me or anybody, right? right. That, that a, a list of numbers about these players is, is not compelling. Trey Turner... Um, on the Dodgers, I think he's their shortstop and the second-year player, right? Should be an exciting, compelling player. He's hitting three sixty two right now. Yeah. No one knows who yeah. he is. Yeah. Uh, T- Daniel Murphy of the Nationals is third in, <laughs> third in the majors in batting average. Famous um, Mets blooper. Yeah. But, right, so we're sitting here as, as people who watch baseball enough to know these names, but none of them are on the Yankees or the Red Sox. And so that's why, you know, I think that the you know your point about the Cubs being the face of baseball is probably the most... Um, you know, I wouldn't say the most accurate because I think I'm more right. But that's a good, <laughs> that'd be a good counter uh, sure. since you don't want to give the title to judge.
1: Well, so a couple of things there. I think you make a really good point about the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, I guess I'm biased as a Red Sox fan, but uh, look, similar. But, you, but sim- you
0: know that your team is loved and hated in exactly. equal proportion. And that's really what matters. Exactly. I mean, look at, honestly, it's how different is it than President Trump? People hate him and love him, you know, no matter what the proportion is. No one sits there and says, oh, I don't really have any thoughts on Trump.
1: Absolutely. And let's leave Trump there in terms of this baseball podcast. But... Uh, You know, it's sort of similar to the Patriots. I mean, being from Boston right now, we have an embarrassment of riches in terms of sports success, but people who hate the Patriots say whatever you want, say Bill Belichick, he's, you know, a psychopath, or they cheat, whatever you want to say, but people who hate the Patriots hate them because they've been so successful and won so much, similar to the Sox and the Yankees in recent years. Now, I do think that Judge is a problem, and here's why. He he can't have that title. Uh, And it's because... Even if you are cranking a bunch of home runs. And by the way, small asterisk that no one is saying right now. Today, as we record this podcast on July 27, John Carlos Stanton is the home run leader. Not Aaron Judge. Who plays for the? Miami Marlins. You know, womp womp. Now, you don't hear about John Carlos Stanton. In terms of major media, people are writing about
0: Judge. Used to be Mike Stanton. Right. And they changed his name.
1: So that helps you. Uh, that helps your argument. You know, the major media wants to talk about Judge, and the reason is he's in New York. But the reason it can't be Aaron Judge is if you are outside of baseball or you follow it even passively, it isn't like we're yet in a situation like McGuire versus Sosa years ago. That was such an exciting, thrilling race because he had two guys— That it transcended baseball fans and everyone in America knew about it. They at least knew about it and were following it. Judge isn't there yet. And it's because what is he beyond a big homegrown farm boy cranking homers? That's cool for baseball fans. But it's not really yet a national sports storyline. Now, I'm not saying that there is a national sports storyline every season for baseball. But last season, there sure was. And it was the Cubs versus the Indians in the World Series. Wow. Two underdog teams, both likable, both that have had a drought for a long time, meeting in the World Series. Wow. And the Cubs win. Wow.
0: Really, if you go back to to like June of last year, it was, the Cubs are really good. This could be the one. This could
1: be it. But then everyone's saying, nah, it won't be. And then it was.
0: Yeah. And I think um, to go back to like the 90s, for example, early aughts, uh, when I was really into baseball, it, the, you know, the Red Sox had that. Is this the one? Right. The 19. I mean, yes. I remember going to Yankees games, oh, and it yes. was just everything. All you heard was the the 1918 chant. They'd be playing the Blue Jays, and people yeah. were just going to chant 1918. 19. Right. So I remember it well. Um, I mean, there's a there's a whole other discussion here about where what has happened to the sports um, sort of uh, I don't know, sphere of influence Landscape. or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that and is too. the fact that the only sports stories anymore are NBA free agency and or what's NFL. happening in the NFL. Yep. Right? Well so. it is
1: incredible how the NFL dominates the sports news cycle all year. It's like there is no offseason for the NFL. I, I
0: will say I, I I feel like there was a month gap, six week gap, from when the final started to when uh, I guess when Kyrie demanded a trade. So through this past weekend where I was thinking to myself, you know, I haven't heard a lot about the NFL. (laughs) And then uh, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday when the Cowboys cut a player who had been wrongfully accused of shoplifting and did not explain it at all and said, you know, we weren't unfair to the kid. And then you realize, okay, the NFL is one, evil, and two, is the only thing people can talk about. Um, Lucky whitehead. But as we get closer to the NFL season, I'm sure that we will have a separate discussion on the state of that business. But let's go to the MLB business, which... We're sitting here talking about how we can't identify a face of the game for baseball. However, as a business, it is still in a pretty healthy space. We're talking about the Miami Marlins, a franchise that is, has not been competitive in years, even though it has two World Series. Few people can name the best player on their team despite him being one of the best players in the league, and yet we're discussing a one-plus one billion-dollar valuation for the company if it were to sell. Uh, what is up with that?
1: Well, I would say that the average American pro sports team, and I mean average in the sense of performance, even below average, I mean look at the Clippers a few years ago, what's become clear in the last decade is, any American pro sports team, and I would limit it to the big three leagues, baseball, football, basketball, can sell for far above its Forbes valuation, far above what any average person would think it deserves based on the team's success. And it just shows that it's like you almost want to call it one of the last remaining recession-proof investments i mean if you buy a sports team it doesn't matter if it's the crappy marlins you can turn it around flip it resell it in just four or five years and make a lot more money but on your investment well i think that people believe that these three sports aren't going anywhere and it's funny because people love to talk about how baseball is fading in popularity oh baseball is fading well yeah, in comparison to the NFL and NBA, which dominate headlines. But look, MLB, ten billion dollars in revenue, twenty sixteen. NFL, which we think is so much bigger, such a cash cow. Ten billion dollars in revenue. Fourteen billion. 14. Approaching fourteen billion. So not that much more. Right. I mean, you know, percentage wise, you know, if you did the percent, that's a looks like a significant percent. But On I a just per be,
0: game percentage basis. Right. right? Yeah.
1: But Look, I mean, baseball is not struggling. Right. People have to say, oh, baseball. You know, they, they're not doing enough to bring younger fans to the game. And it's true that Commissioner uh, Rob Manfred, uh, whom we had on stage at our Yahoo Finance All Markets Summit back in February, he has made that a big priority, bringing kids to the game. He says that the biggest, most important thing is get them while they're young. Get a kid, and I mean really young, seven, eight, nine years old. If you make them a fan at seven, eight, nine years old, they'll be a fan for life. That's true of me. I don't know if it's universally true, but certainly all I'm saying is baseball has bought into that storyline and has publicly said, oh, yes, we're making it a big priority to uh, attract young fans. But baseball is not dying. I mean, please, MLB, NFL, NBA are major businesses that are only going to keep growing, that are going nowhere. They are here to stay. And as a result, any of those franchises is really, really valuable. I mean, when the Clippers sold for $2 billion, that was shocking. Now it's not shocking anymore.
0: So the last MLB team to sell was the Dodgers in 2012. They sold for $2 billion. They sold as about, they were about a, a four and a half X, four and a half multiple of revenue. So these, these, these franchises are, are, are valued on a revenue basis. So if we want to take the, the bogey as four, uh, let's call it, right now, uh, looking at numbers from Statista. The Yankees in 2016 cleared 526 million dollars in revenue. So we can do the math. That puts them at two plus billion dollar valuation. Uh, this well, they'd, makes the, they'd go for a lot more the, than that. Oh, I mean, well, the Yankees are, are basically a they're not even an asset in the sense that they there is no market for them because it's impossible. It would be impossible to acquire them, right? You could go in with eight billion dollars and say I want the Yankees, but the I mean, the whole Steinbrenner family, it's a bigger enterprise than the Yankees. They own 20% of the Yes Network, yep. which is 80% owned by Fox. The Yankees also own the pro soccer team. They have the building. Uh, you can't buy mm. the Yankees. So they're almost not NYC, even an FC, asset.
1: there's so many different tentacles yeah. involved. Yeah. Um,
0: but, you know, go down the list. Dodgers, 462. Uh, f- this is hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue last season. Uh, Red Sox, 434. Cubs, 434. Mets, 332, and They stunk. Um, Mariners 289 who cares about the Mariners Uh, Blue Jays 280 Braves they stink 275 Orioles they had a painful season 253 the Rockies they stunk last year 248 lowest clearing revenue team lowest revenue in the league 205 for the Rays 206 for the Marlins so they're basically being valued at 5x revenue it's crazy. in this sale process. And a lot of that has to do with not only the national deal, which ESPN signed with Major League Baseball through 2021, which is $5.6 billion over the life of that deal. Fox has a $4.2 billion deal with the league that runs through 2021. So that's $625 million, $525 a year. Uh TBS, $2.6 billion deal deal with the league that runs through 2021. Um, and then you look down the regional sports networks. Um, yep. I mean, this is where- Well, that's what matters when this you talk is about the face gets, of the game, yeah, is this this the sports is where it media gets, market. This is where it gets fun. Yep. The Dodgers annual rights fee, which runs through 2039, $240 million a year. Phillies, $100 million bucks a year. That runs through 2040. Rangers, $90 million a year. That runs through 2035. The LA Angels, $150 million a year. That runs through 2030. So these are long-term contracts um, with a lot of money behind them. And when, you know, we've talked about streaming video, what do you put on there? How many shows can you watch on Netflix? What's the one that's most valuable? And it's live events. It's live sports. It's things where you are pretty sure people are not going to skip through the ads where it's very hard to. uh, And you just need to kill airtime. I mean, people love baseball because what is going on right now? You know, if Trump wasn't the president, what else would people be watching on TV? Nothing. Nothing. It's the summer. Take the summer off. So you could show a baseball game.
1: Golf majors. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, it, it, is, it is sort of a puzzle how uh, valuable this sport is, and yet it seems like every story is about how the sport is dying.
1: Well, hot takes, hot takes, hot takes. But you, you raise a good point there, too, about uh, the media market, because going back to what you said about how the face of baseball really has to be someone who's on the Yankees or the Red Sox, we talked about how that's because of the history of those teams, the success of those franchises, but it's also about the size of the media market. Uh, Now, Boston isn't even in the top five. It's number six by most rankings. I'm looking at three different rankings. Sometimes it's a little subjective, but if you look at Nielsen, size of sports media markets. New York, LA, Mm -hmm. Philly, Dallas, Chicago. So, I mean, a player like
0: Robinson Cano, when he went to the Mariners... I would have guessed Chicago 3, Boston 4. Right. So, Boston 6.
1: I would have said said Boston 3 or 4. Boston is a 6, according to just one of these three rankings. But Mm -hmm. none of them has Boston in the top five. But I remember, you know, when Robinson Cano left the Yankees to go to the Mariners, it was for so much money. And and a lot of people said, well, what do you expect? So much money. But... It was also a major risk to his personal brand. And, you know, people scoff at that whole thing. They say, oh, that's Rovell stuff, brand. Bleh. But it's sort of true. I mean, Cano faded into obscurity. I think that's fair to say. And it's because he went to the Mariners. No one cares now. He's in Seattle. Even if he's playing well, no one really cares. No one is talking about Robinson Cano because he's in Seattle.
0: I mean, he's still an all star. But yep. yeah, he signed a 10 year, $240 million deal with the Mariners. <laughs> the same size as the deal that Albert Pujols had signed with the Angels two years prior. What's interesting, also another major contract, eight years, 248 for Miguel Cabrera last summer. What's interesting about all three of those players is that those deals were signed... um, I'd say for Cano at the peak of his powers, and I would right. say for ca- holes, uh. for Cabrera, it might he might be just edging past. Pujols has been absolutely terrible for the Angels, yep. and he's under contract for five more seasons.
1: Well, this is a problem with baseball. Baseball the is a funny sport work. that
0: way. It's a funny sport. You basically get paid for what you had previously accomplished. I mean, I think Mike Trout, Ellsbury. Mike Trout this year is making like eight hundred grand or something like that.
1: He finally got a big contract. I Mike thought. Trout. Did.
0: All uh, right, let's look this up. This is good. This is compelling radio. Two people That's googling it. things because they're not exactly prepared for this. All right, he makes fifteen million dollars this year.
1: But it, but you're correct that it took a while. People kept saying, "Pay him, pay yeah. him, pay him." He was so good his first few seasons. And it is crazy. They are backloaded contracts. I mean, I remember I mentioned Ellsbury. I'm obviously a Sox fan and a Yankees hater, but same with Johnny Damon. Same with Mark Teixeira. The Yankees are especially egregious at this. They bring guys on who've proven themselves, and they get the mega contracts where every year for the rest of their career they're going to get more and more every season. So you end up with guys who they're no longer good. They're you know playing out the rest of their years. They've got two or three seasons left, and that's when they're making the most money. CC Sabathia. He's in the top ten most paid players in the league this year. It's wild.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a tough sport in the sense that um, there is no salary cap. So unlike, uh, there is a luxury tax if you're over a certain, um, if you're over a certain level, but there is no salary cap. So uh, you know you don't have the same restrictions that say the Cavaliers do with how much uh, they can pay their team, the Warriors, things like that. So uh, a very different sport in that sense.
1: Have you ever come across a financial term you didn't understand? Yahoo Finance has you covered. Watch our new video series, Money Basics, to understand the essential steps you need to be in control of your money. You can stream Money Basics under the Personal Finance tab on our site, yahoofinance.com. To bring it back to our raison d'etre here of the face of baseball, I've I've been thinking as we talk, and I think we do have to debate just, just quickly when we use that phrase, and that phrase has become so popular, Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you define that? Because you kept bringing it back to the names that baseball fans like to say. And that's true. You know, they say Trout, they say Kershaw. Uh, I would throw Mookie Betts in there because he's an exciting young player who is, you know, the face of the Red Sox, and the Red Sox are great this season. But I think that phrase has to take into account non-diehard fans. The face of a sport has to be someone recognizable and known to... Not ever in America—that's going too far. But people who only passively follow sports, almost ever in America knows LeBron James, and I would say Steph Curry is almost there too. Almost ever in America knows Big Poppy. They certainly know Jeter. They probably remember A Rod. They knew Sammy Sosa. They knew Mark McGwire. A Rod's
0: on Good Morning America. Yeah, you know, sure. I'm sure most people know who Alex Rodriguez is. But I
1: don't think any of America knows Aaron Judge really, unless they're
0: baseball fans. Okay, so. I think that that was true and is now becoming less true and i so we so this office is in Times Square. we walk outside, we see billboards, and you can get a pretty good sense for what people think is a big deal if you walk outside our office and take take a three sixty shot. New York media bias I think well, it's not New York media bias because the they assume that most people who are in this neighborhood. Are not here, are, are not New Yorkers. Um, and they are, you know that we're, they're not, right? So it's people who come to America or come to New York City and say, What is the biggest city in the country talking about right now? Right. What is the biggest city in the country? And I'm from Europe talking about right now. I want to know. Anyway, and I want to take photos um, of the neon signs. Right. Not to get too defensive about the New York media <laughs> thing, but uh, anyway, I think that this offseason, Aaron Judge will take off in the sense that he will become the face of a Gatorade campaign and a Tommy Hilfiger campaign, and he'll get a huge deal with some athletic apparel, whether it's Under Armour or Nike or Adidas or New Balance. Someone's going to sign him for tens of millions of dollars, an enormous number, because I think you can do a commercial. You know the montage commercials. Sometimes it's with athletes like Paul George, who no one knows, which is interesting. But you know it'll be the Under Armour commercial where it's Steph Curry and Cam Newton and Tom Brady and Jordan Spieth and most people who watch that commercial which is going to be shown during a sports event are going to say oh I know those guys mm. and I think Judge is going to be there so this is the transformational summer where we're going to we, I think we could come back in 2019 mm. and say yeah I mean boy Aaron Judge his endorsements are just off off the charts because if you are an advertiser who is advertising during these baseball games, which we just discussed are very lucrative for the regional sports networks, y- they're going to recognize Aaron Judge, right? And so you are, it's valuable to you to put him in those ads and to have him associated with the game. He's associated with the simplest act in the game or the, 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 the right. act that's most easy to understand, the which is a home the run. The crowd pleaser. Right? Yep. People don't appreciate the fact that uh, you know, Mike Trout has great plate discipline right. and never <laughs> strikes out. Or, the or fact a guy that, who you know, gets bets, a lot of RBIs. Uh, Mookie Betts gets on base all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, who cares? <laughs> no. Thanks. That's This, fair. Isn't, this isn't Callahan <laughs> and uh, what's the other guy's name? Dennis, Dennis Callahan. Callahan.
1: Uh, I'm really glad you mentioned endorsement deals because it was something we hadn't touched on yet. Uh, you could go either way. I think there's an argument to be made that uh, as much as at first blush people say, oh, wow, you know, look, he's in a new Gatorade ad, that it still doesn't matter that much. I mean, I mentioned the Cubs earlier, but I said no one Cubs player stands out nationally. Well, Chris Bryant suddenly has a lot of endorsement deals. Uh, He's the face of Express for Men, and there's billboards all over New York. Uh, He also just signed an MLB record shoe deal with Adidas. He was already endorsed by Adidas, but they extended him. And uh, ESPN has reported that it is a, a Major League Baseball record. Now, I should say that baseball has the lowest endorsement deal contracts. So, a record in baseball isn't that much. It probably amounts to a million dollars a season. But really, that low? That that low? Wow. But Chris Bryant being LeBron a big Adidas like, guy, LeBron it doesn't gets $80 matter. A year from that. Right? Yeah. It doesn't. No, not that much. Yes, he does? Eighty million. I'm looking inside. But, well, let's let's also caveat here. All of these are so ballparked. All of these are so ballparked. For years, people would still say, post-scandal, ooh, Tiger Woods is making $65 million a year in endorsement deals, when he really wasn't. That was never true. Uh, anyway... Chris Bryant, with all these endorsement deals, still isn't really a a big known quantity the way that Gronkowski is. You know, Gronk is in all these ads and a lot of people know him, but they don't just know him because he's in ads. They know him because he's this wacky, wild personality who goes on the radio and every time he appears on TV or radio, it makes news because he says something outrageous. Chris Bryant, the personality is not there. That's the problem with Mike Trout. The personality is not there. I'm not convinced that the personality is there with Aaron Judge, but the personality is there with Bryce Harper.
0: That is true. Um, I, I mean, It'll be interesting to see if and when, because I, I think most people uh, who follow baseball assume that Harper will be a Yankee uh, very soon. God,
1: that would be horrible. Um, horrible. It,
0: it'll be interesting to see if and when that happens, what happens to him. Right. Um, does does he end up like a Mark Teixeira who just couldn't handle it and just was never as good as he was when he was playing for the Braves and the Rangers? Um, does he end up like A-Rod, where he's pretty good, but basically the fans hate him the whole time, even when he wins a World Series? Um, you know, or does... I don't, I don't even think there's a parallel of someone who came to the Yankees as a star and then became an even bigger star because the stars of the Yankees... I mean, maybe Clemens to some extent, but the hmm. stars of the Yankees, and if you want to go down and name them as... Um, you know Jeter, Mariano Rivera, and then the more local heroes like Posada. No one knew who I he was Posada. nationally, but everyone the in only New York, I, I everyone in New York loved Sox Posada. Fan. They loved Bernie Williams. These are guys who came up through the Yankee farm system. Actually, I
1: liked Hideki too.
0: Um, Guy who was maybe he's maybe he's the example of someone who was a major star in Japan, came over and was a huge star, and will be a Hall of Famer in the MLB. Well,
1: speaking of foreign players, you know Ichiro, we haven't mentioned, but I just think he is universally lovable by all baseball fans, just universally beloved and respected and has that longevity. But no one would say that Ichiro is the face of baseball, but it's not a crazy suggestion. Now, we're talking about endorsement deals. Really quickly, I want to mention, this is from Sports Business Journal this year. In a poll of sports media marketing people, most marketable players in the MLB, they put Mike Trout first, then Bryce Harper, then Chris Bryant, then Kershaw, then Rizzo of the Cubs. And I have to mention, number six, Mookie Betts, Red Sox. But even with that result of Mike Trout, number one, I just I don't think he, you can put him in a bunch of ads successfully. Number two, Bryce Harper, that's my pick. Three, Chris Bryant. Uh, but, you know, to, I, I know, you know your conclusion is Aaron Judge. I just think that I just read an interview with Judge, and he specifically said that he wants to play it straight. And he's clearly following the Jeter rulebook. And right. that worked for Jeter in terms of being in ads. But but it doesn't always work. You know, I mean, it, it means that it can mean that you're vanilla. And he has said that he just wants to keep his mind focused on the game, stick to baseball, not be controversial. I don't think that makes for a megastar. But people can retort, well, Jeter, Jeter, Jeter.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe the, um, maybe the answer is that we're going to be sitting here talking about this forever because <laughs> the nature of the sport, the length of the season – the fact that you you know stand on a field for most of it uh, just lends itself to a sport that does not have charismatic characters the way that basketball players I and mean, baseball players are so naked when they're on the floor. Yep. They're right Trash there. talk. Yeah, they're right there. You hear everything you can they're see, yelling. You can see what they're saying to each other. Yep. Um, it's such Kevin Garnett was visceral that a sport in that way, right. Yeah. Uh, and then football is just sort of America's pastime, so the biggest stars will always be uh, big names, or the biggest quarterbacks, I should say, will always be yeah. big names in football, because yeah. that's just the way it works. Um, Final conclusion, Miles, face of baseball. I will say Aaron Judge, Woo! and then we'll check back in a year and see if I'm wrong. Aaron Judge. What are you going I, with? Well, as
1: you know, I, I guess I'm trying to have my cake and eat it, too. But my, Typical. <laughs> my three answers. My, my, three, my three answers. answers. Well, no, I would no, say no, no, no. no one. I would say no one. Fine. But, well, but if we have to choose, I'd say right now it's the Cubs as an organization. But then if you make me choose one player, it's Bryce Harper.
0: Okay. That's fine. Okay. Um, all right. Let's do a little dessert. Five minutes. Five minutes dessert. What's the dessert? Let's talk about the British Open for a little bit. Woo! Let's talk about Jordan Spieth. British Open. Uh, so
1: one of the best majors in years in so many ways. Not it was, just It Spieth. was the
0: best rated in eight years, right?
1: There you go. The best rated um, final day, which is all that matters, the yeah. Sunday. Yes, so, that
0: was according to NBC. So since we'll, 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 we'll shoehorn it into the theme, uh, you mentioned earlier in yeah. the podcast that you think, oh, Ricky Fowler is the face of golf. That's ridiculous. Jordan <laughs> Spieth. Jordan Speeth is the face of golf. Oh, I think it's Phil Mickelson. No. If if we're talking,
1: we go back to this again. No. But do you want to make it? Is the face of the sport someone that doesn't follow the sport recognizes, or within fans of the sport? If we're talking golf fans, of course it speaks. I know, but you okay? But so if we're talking I, I Americans, like, they know Phil Mickelson. I feel like
0: you are arguing that I that that I think you're saying that I am arguing Aaron Judge is the face of baseball on account of baseball fans know who he is, and I'm saying that's not true. I'm saying that people who casually. Like they check ESPN once a week, they know who Aaron Judge is, and well, I. Well, I'm
1: expanding it to people who don't check ESPN ever.
0: Okay, well then I think I think I'm even more right that it's Aaron Judge <laughs> over, over Bryce Harper. But to go back to the speed thing, like this is not about golf fans. People who know people, okay, people who know that sports exist know that each sport will have a star. Right. So for 10 years, you put on autopilot up. Yep. It's Tiger Woods. Oh, the same way that any sport, the same way that right now tennis is being saved by Federer's late career surge, because even though he wasn't the best player for five years, you didn't have to know any different. He was still good enough. And now he's winning again. And you would have thought nothing changed. You don't even have to know who Djokovic, Djokovic is. Right. right?
1: Although I would say, by the way, I would just quickly interject that Serena, uh, arguably, is, is okay, the s- most famous pro tennis player. But separate, I think. I, I think.
0: I think it's worth saying that men's and women's tennis are are, are viewed as separate sports, and so sure. I think Federer and, and Serena were both equal stars, right? Okay. So you know, you're flying in and out of these sports. You know, Tom Brady still exists. That's great. You might still think Peyton Manning is the face of football, which is also fine. Uh, you know, right. LeBron James exists. You might Peyton still might, in a lot of ads. You might still think Kobe Bryant plays, which is also <laughs> fine for basketball but these names are just the name that you associate with the sport. If I went up and said word association golf, who are you think Yes. Of? I think that's Jordan a good way Spieth is increasingly going to be the answer and no other current player except for Phil Mickelson would be would would be the response there. So that's None. a
1: really good way to put it. I like that because we're trying to define well what does the quote unquote face of a sport really mean? And I like that example that that it's you go up to someone on the street and word association. First name should, they mention. We should redo the whole podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. But first, first name they mention. And uh, again, boy, I think it would. I think it would not be Eric Judge for baseball. <laughs> but I agree with you for golf. Right now, it would be Spieth. People would say, "Oh, Jordan Spieth." Yep. They may not know Jordan. They know Spieth. But they that, know it's that young kid, really young. That guy. And he's winning a he lot. He looks like he's a teenager. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's only 23, so he's it's amazing. Not that much amazing. Um,
1: but what a finish at the British Open. Yeah. So, what a what a 13th hole taking half an hour and how cool that uh Matt Kuchar who certainly you want to bring him into the conversation? No one knows who he is, but he did win a bronze medal in mm-hmm. the uh, golf Olympics. And golf, golf fans,
0: golf fans love Matt. Kutcher.
1: They love Matt Kuchar, but certainly no one in America knows who he is. But how cool that he was the closest to Spieth all day.
0: Yeah. So um, the other thing uh, on, on the golfing front, this goes a little bit into the actual uh, play, the actual thing that happened. Um, I think Spieth's last six holes. Six six holes. Yeah. 13, 40, 50, um, 60, 60, 60, Six yeah. holes, yeah. Were the closest you are going to get to saying the words, and the words we're all waiting oh, for boy. are the next, next tiger. The next tiger. Now, now oh, no now. Now, now, now. If he wins the PGA later this month or in August, uh that will be the narrative. Bonanza. That that will just be people will go insane. That will mean that twice in three
1: years he won two of the four majors, yep. which he is will, awesome. I hope he does win it.
0: Yeah, I do too because it'd be fun to talk about. But but I, but, 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 but not the next Tiger. No, I, no matter I, I don't, what, I don't think. And and I think the problem that golf has, the folly that golf has fallen into, um, and I don't know what the equivalent would be. Maybe in baseball. Maybe maybe baseball is just so structurally different; it doesn't matter. Tennis is going to be dealing with this. Well, it's in an about individual sport. Years. Yes, but where tennis and golf more similar? Right. Baseball so, so, completely. You so can't so tennis um, on the men's and women's side. Uh, women's, I mean, I don't know if Serena's going to come back after she has a kid. I mean, it seems like Serena Williams is moving to a phase of life where uh, she's the greatest women's player ever. Now she wants to have a family, be a regular person. Um, We'll see what happens with that. When she leaves the game, you're going to say, who's the next Serena forever? Because there'll probably never be another one. Uh, And when Federer leaves the game, who's the next Federer? Uh, And and that's going to trap those sports in the same way that golf has gotten stuck in a hole of trying to identify the next tiger woods. Yes. You could go through all the reasons why there'll never be another Tiger Woods. Um, you could go you know whether it's quality of play, time of backstory. Right. What you know, during an economic boom when golf was hot and a lot of people were n- retiring and eyeing up retirement and golf communities were hot mm-hmm. and America was all about building up areas in Arizona, Las Vegas putting houses and golf courses around them. Yep. And Tiger Woods was there. Tiger Woods and Jack Nicklaus were there to save the day, right? Yep. And they overbuilt, they opened overb- way too many right. courses. I mean, w- you should uh, go back and listen to the Yahoo Finance podcast, all about That's golf where we cover these issues. Uh, but basically, right, podcast. Like this is this issue is going to play golf um, for a long time. And, and so- people, people can't get
1: enough of it. It's unbelievable. I mean, every year yeah. I see a story come out where someone says, there will never be another Tiger. Stop talking about it. But we won't. We won't stop talking about it. People still want to say the next Tiger. Now, I think it's very possible, very plausible, that Spieth, certainly he's the best chance to beat Jack Nicholas's 18 majors
0: record. But still, even if he does that, he's not the next Tiger. I was going to say, that's, a, that, that's actually a very interesting argument. That's an argument that I would love to have. do you need to have the most majors to be the next tiger or is tiger such an entity beyond any beyond the sport that his accomplishments are actually superseded by his uh his or his well i said about
1: baseball too i mean the the most exciting person in a sport it can't just be the best player it has to be the best who is also charismatic and compelling and a fun uh exciting personality so maybe it ends up being the second or third or fourth best player who's the best personality
0: yeah and all that's right.
1: why that's why I do mention Ricky Fowler.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. That's just the, he's in
1: all these ads. He's got the colorful gear. Kids love it. Man, I to, You know, I went to the Travelers, and teenagers
0: just let they idolize Ricky Fowler. They want to dress like him. I know, but I, I, I really feel like Fowler. So Fowler became really popular late last year into the early this year. What, what but he was, doesn't win, he doesn't th- but win. Think about what was happening at that time. Jordan Spieth was playing poorly. Why? Yeah. Jordan Spieth has said he was burned out from playing so well in 2015. Spieth basically had 18 months where he had to, you know, gather himself, Refresh, recuperate, yeah. uh, and now yeah. it looks like he's back to being the best player in the world. In which case. I'm sorry. Most people are going to forget about Ricky Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Fowler is going to end up being, you know, he, he could end up being um, a little Phil-like in the sense that he's second fiddle to the best player and that everyone waits for him to win his first major. And right. then Ricky Fowler will win the masters when he's 35. Sergio, and, Yeah. yeah well, I mean, yep. everyone hated Sergio, but anyway, well, uh, it's, it's clear that, you know, we could probably just do a golf podcast every week because it's fun <laughs> to talk about. Um, but all right. So uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. I know we went a little, we went a little longer than usual. Um, Please uh, make sure you leave a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Tell your friends. Uh, we will be back sometime shortly. I think we're going to do a, a podcast on the business of soccer coming up in the next couple weeks here. We'll bring in uh, video executive producer Kevin Chupka for that one. Big That's soccer it. fan. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, please leave a comment. Uh, I am Miles Udlin, again, of Yahoo Finance. I was with Dan Roberts. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the good socials. And uh, we'll see you next time.